0: Big
1: Opinions,
2: the panel. Right, we're going big on rugby in the panel uh, this particular edition because we have got Hamish Mackay with us, uh, of course, a renowned broadcaster, commentator for a long, long period of time, uh, and uh, out of Christchurch, uh, Robert Van Roy, and who has got his uh, finger on the pulse of everything. Crusader like uh, Hamish. Uh, good morning to you. Long time uh, no talk. Um, honestly, um, I, I just got to ask you a question. You'll know this because you you know everything about what's going on in rugby. If if your team has a uh, if your team has a buy, does that mean it's an All Black break?
1: You
0: would have thought so, wouldn't you? I'd hope so. Um, but I don't know the official answer to that. Yeah, I would have thought it would be. It makes sense, mm-hmm. Nothing I would have thought common sense.
2: Well, I, I would have thought the definition of a buy was actually not to play and have um, your feet up for a week. But maybe it's not. Maybe yeah. they do something different in a buy yeah. these, these days, uh, Hamish. But just yeah. uh, looking at, um, and one of the big news coming up apparently is uh, Razor uh, looking to uh, try and rubber stamp his, uh, his backup coaching team. Um, but I'm I'm hearing all sorts about Leon MacDonald perhaps not being um, around for much longer and, and perhaps heading north to Scotland. I, I'm, I'm not sure whether that... I live in Hawke's Bay. I mean, it's uh, it's a rumour that's pretty strong around here.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's, it's wafted out to the eastern suburbs of Auckland too, Smithy, but, that that could be the case. And, and, it, and it always comes down to, doesn't I guess, at the end of the day, what sort of number uh, is going to be on the contract there because you imagine it would be quite uh, sizable uh, for Leon to look to go to, to the Northern Hemisphere. I, I don't know if I'm too concerned about that because I, I, I wonder whether there's enough a room within this setup for both Leon McDonald and Jason Holland. And I wonder about whether we're too top-heavy in the numbers that we have in there. Ray's got to get his team together. There's no doubt about that. But I think with the likes of Jason Ryan and Scott Hatson who he obviously has great relationships with, he's kind of almost there anyway. So, yeah, look, um, I, I, I'm just going to say it. I, I, look, yeah, he's a loss for sure if that ha- happens. But I think we've got the, you know, we've got uh, Razor will be able to find the right people to, to, fill the, uh, to fill the gap that Leon may or may not leave.
2: Robert Van Rooyen, uh, out of uh, Christchurch, of course, and um, very close to what's happening with uh, all things in terms of Canterbury Rugby. Uh, Robert, uh, what are you hearing about um, Razor's up list here, and uh, any sort of timeline for it?
1: I mean, uh, good morning, morning, firstly, Smitty. Yeah, um, I mean, firstly, the, t- the timing. I haven't got, I haven't heard the timing. The sooner, the better, is, is the word. I mean, that's just not for him. Um, it's, it's for everyone. It's for the Super Rugby. Uh, clubs that are going to be impacted. I mean, potentially three looking for new coach, head coaches if, if it is the the same names that we've been hearing. I mean, you've just been discussing Leon and you just add on to to Leon McDonald. I mean, that, regarding Scotland, I mean, I guess for him, it's gonna, if, if he decides to go there, it would come down to does he want to be a head coach or an assistant coach? I mean, he's worked as an assistant under raiser before. Obviously, he he left the Crusaders after a year as an assistant want him to be head coach in Tasman, got the Blues head coaching job. Does he want to be the head coach of an international side or does he want to work as an assistant under Razor? I think that's what it's going to probably come down to. Um, The Allbacks Law is obviously a big one. Um, Yeah, as I said, though, the sooner the better. That's really the key thing.
2: Hey Mish Mackay, where does that leave Joe Smith then? You're a good man or a two-man, and uh, of course he spent time there as well. Where does that leave Joe Smith? And is he the kind of asset New Zealand rugby uh, want to say goodbye to again?
0: Oh, I, I definitely hope not. Now, I, I, I can't quite read the tea leaves on the relationship between Razor and, and, and Joe Smith, but I, 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 I just can't believe that he can't be seen in a sort of a uh, Sir Brian Lahore kind of like that overall sort of um, brings all that experience and deep thought, and he's a wise man. And you know, he, he did such, he's done pretty much anywhere he's gone. I mean, the only team that he really didn't, really quite nail was those Blues back in the early days. But if you go right through the, the French and the Irish uh, French club competition with Vern Carter, and, and he's just a he's an A triple plus coach. So I'd hate to think that uh, that we wouldn't make the most of him, given that he's already always made it. Signposted it so clearly that he's out of uh, what he wants for his family and for himself, you know, late 50s now, Joe.
2: Well, Joe. it oh, sounds like, sounds like Hamish has uh, dropped off there, so we'll continue that uh, theme with uh, Robert Van Royen. Um, Robbie, uh, thanks for joining us uh, so much this morning. Um, look, uh, where, where, would, uh, where do they go for, for head coaches? Where, where do the Blues, Crusaders, Canes go? What, what's the news on uh, Crusaders front in particular? Any candidates? Any favourites?
1: Yeah, the name down here that keeps popping up here is Andrew Goodman, who's obviously been an assistant here. He's worked at Tasman. He, he went to Leinster left after last year. Um, and that's the name that's been thrown out a fair bit down here. And even when he left, the Crusaders made it pretty clear and this is no, and you know, they're the team that is least caught out by needing a new head coach. They, they knew this was coming and they've been planning a long time. So Goodman's the big name. And, he, and he's got a clause. He signed a two year deal in Leinster. Um, he's got an exit clause and it's got to be renewed. But he's, he's not a head coach over there. He went over there to be an assistant to get some experience over there, overseas. So it wouldn't be a big deal for him to come back. Um, that, that's the main name that's been getting thrown around here. In terms of the others, I mean, we have heard the Blues have approached Dave Rennie, um, former Chiefs coach. We all know what he can do at super rugby level. Uh, I still feel Dave Rennie was very was hard done by with what happened with the Wallabies last year. I mean, that injury toll they had. I, think, I thought they were pretty damn competitive last year. So um, the Blues you know, appear to have approached him. He's also weighing up a deal in, in Japan, though. Uh, in terms of the Hurricanes, I um, see reports in the weekend that... Uh, that there is still if Holland is indeed in that all Black that all team under raise, there is still a chance he could coach the Hurricanes next year before linking up with the with the All Backs. Um yeah, I mean we're not exactly flush. You look at you look at the all this all the three teams and you look at their assistants and you know, there's not a heck of a lot of experience. Um the Crusaders are huge and Scott Robinson's huge on um I haven't really heard him talk so fondly of any coach uh, maybe outside of J- jason ryan as he as he speaks about tamati allison he's huge on him um he's going to be the head coach of wellington lions this year he's going to step up from the assistant role. So i mean that'll be i think it's too soon for someone like him at head coach to the rugby level yet perhaps but um yeah he's got a, a bright future and he's uh, watching him closely with wellington this year
2: robert van roy and uh, with us this morning uh, hamish mckay which uh, is trying to get hamish back up Uh, Phone issues, uh, big issues uh, this morning for us. Uh, We'll take a quick uh, news break with Araya when we come back. We'll uh, look at results over the weekend, uh, perhaps, and just the state, the state of Super Rugby compared to perhaps other codes at the moment. Ten thirty. Big talk, big opinions, the
0: panel. 10.31
2: 10:31 here. Uh, a panel at the moment, just uh, consisting of uh, Robert Van Ryan, because uh, we just cannot have uh, take a trick this morning with the phone. So uh, Robert, it's you and I at the moment, sir. Uh, and a text has just a text has just come through, Robert, to say Joe Smith has said that he won't work with Razor. Why has his name ever been mentioned? I'm. I, I mean, I don't read every every bit of stuff of uh, news or every bit of news, but I've never seen that. Have you? Have you heard that?
1: Oh. I, I, I've seen I've seen a bit of speculation on social media about that, and and, and there has been I've heard some some whispers, but like I, could, I haven't heard it from someone I potentially I would say that I you know take take their word for it, let's say um, rather than just gossip. Um, so like I, I couldn't verify if, that, if that's a fact or not, but yeah, I definitely have heard the whisper of people claiming that Schmidt wouldn't work with Razor.
2: Um, Hamish is uh, back with us. Uh, thank goodness for that. Hamish, have you heard that? You know Joe yeah
0: look i, 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 I just when we were just cut out before I was waxing lyrical about the fifty nine kilogram dripping wet winger from player to a Joe Smith, but Joe is very much a man that's <laughs> not what Robert say very much his own man, and uh, he, you know he saw there was um potential conflict or not quite on the same page. Um, then I guess he wouldn't, he would make his call, but he wouldn't work with Rage And that certainly seemed to be the case last year, in that when those sort of around that bizarre South African test and the situation with Razor about to be appointed, or was he not going to be appointed? So, yeah, I, I, I personally, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, you know, put the, uh, Kahuna's on the block. So I don't think that they would be a good combination myself, but I, I still think Joe would be great to be in there in some sort of capacity. I mean, um, uh, arguably, Sir Brian did a great job with the, the heart kind of wily era. I just think there's, there's a place for his input. Maybe it isn't it. Maybe it isn't while Razor is all black coach.
2: Mm. It's an interesting point, actually. I forgot the Brian Lahore uh, mentor over the top almost scenario there. That was, um, yeah, that seems uh, like it was so, so long ago. Uh, Hamish, uh, just looking also at the state of uh, super rugby, uh, I've got to confess. If we had to look at it uh, in terms of our shows here, be probably 50-50, rugby and other codes. Uh, would have been far more dominant in days gone by. Um, is that a reflection and uh, of Super Rugby, or is it uh, just the fact that uh, there's so many other options these days?
0: I, I actually do think it's got a little bit of to do with the, with the other options. I, I, I would have struggled to know what the games were I did watch, you know. But if you asked me to review the games that have just gone over the week, I'd be struggling. If you asked me what club Phil Mickelson pulled out at the tenth, um, you know, over the weekend on the on the third day, and the you know, I I, I pretty much know. Um, I, I think that we are, and I and I watched the, you know, the, the the MMA's and the and the NBA's becoming so much so much more prolific. And even I was thinking about the coaching thing. I was watching West Ham. Uh, fulham and watching david moyes and i was thinking about the i was thinking about there and then what is the scenario what, what are all his coaching staff doing and i was trying to relate it back to what razor robertson was doing, and, and who all the different bits and pieces are but yeah look in saying that i haven't minded some of the footy i mean i i do enjoy i think these days i sort of go for more the individuals look at what the individuals are doing and uh, get the excitement out of going well if you want to win a, a World Cup, you need to sort of throw out, you know, throw out a few, um, I guess, um, you know, go for broke on a Roy Guard. Go for broke on a Hugh Renton to hurt a whole lot of guys in, 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 in um, pool play. Um, go for a Levi or more. That's the sort of thing I'm kind of, that's what's keeping me as much interested in Super Rugby as the actual results themselves.
2: Robert Van Rooyen, you're a Crusaders man. Uh, Winners are grinners. Everyone loves a winner. Uh, Does everyone absolutely still love the Crusaders to the extent that they once did down there?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, you look at the crowds and I mean, they're probably, compared to some of the other teams, they're still probably pretty decent. But I mean, it's hard to sort of say, isn't it? When you look at the crowds, there's definitely, it doesn't necessarily get people off the couch um, like it used to. There's still plenty of engagement around them for sure. Uh, I mean, I think the issue. I mean, the the biggest thing really that's hurt Super Rugby is, is, you know, with COVID and losing the South African teams. um, You look at any good competition around the world. You need you need parity, and still, Super Rugby Pacific lacks parity. Sure, there's a few or four, especially New Zealand teams that are genuine title contenders. Uh, 11 of the 12 games against Australian teams have been won by New Zealand sides. Yes, the Brumbies, I think, are a genuine title threat, but there's still just not enough parity across the board to really engage people. And when there's four, a bunch of teams on a bye last week and there's only four games, you know, people just, when there's other stuff going on, people will simply switch off. I mean, besides that, were inactive. Did their fans bother to, to tune in and watch what the others were doing? Or were they just happy to Watched the goal for NRL, um, and I also think you know with this format, and I, was, I said it at the time, and you know when you've got 12 teams and eight of them make the playoffs, it's just it's just ridiculous, and um, I, I think that's that's I'm a, just not a fan of that format, and that's also I mean, when a team like the Highlanders can make the playoffs with four wins last year, I mean how engaged do you really have to be watching them during the regular season when four wins will get you yeah. into get you a quarter final.
2: Yeah, I think it's an excellent point. Uh, it just seems to be that, that there's an easy way through uh, just for the sake of um, extra games on television almost, Hamish.
0: Yeah, it does. It, when you, Robert, your point about that, about the highlights is, is a really good one. I mean, it, it's, it's weak, isn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, for me, it's top four, one place, two, one straight to the final, two plays the winner out of three and four, <laughs> and winner, the winner of that goes, you know, goes through the final. So one and two get two lives. Three and four are there or thereabouts. They've justified it. Um, Yeah, just this whole padding out the the, the numbers for for the number of games on TV. As you say, it's four wins and into the playoffs. No, it doesn't make any sense at all.
2: No, it, it doesn't actually. Uh, to be perfectly honest, you didn't want me to ask you about reviewing the games because um, the fact that you watch golf all weekend, Hamish. But um, I, I just got a. <laughs> I, I just wonder. Um, I, I, I just wonder about our New Zealand side, the Chiefs. Of course, um, not playing over the weekend, uh, but uh, convincing wins. I, I suppose in the end, I'll ask Robert about the Crusaders very shortly. Uh, how are you looking at the Hurricanes uh, through your Palmerston North eyes? Um, uh, went to, down to Dunedin and, and, and managed to get the better of the Highlanders, 29-14, to 14, and everyone's talking about this. Cam Royguard all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, and look, um, uh, probably the guy who's not going to say too much about him now for FOSS uh, is TJ Perinaro. Royguard is playing exceptionally well. Um, even when, uh, And I think the measure of that is even when the Hurricanes pack aren't in full dominant mode or dominating at all, he's able to to sort of spark something from nothing. But he seems to have not only that, but he's got the all round game. And it, it, you are seeing, like you know, like we can't expect the uh, thirty, what is he coming up to thirty four, thirty five year old hairdresser from fielding Aaron Smith to be the player that he once was. But he still delivers. But Roy Guard has that all round game, and um, man, and in management, it just seems to it just seems to connect obviously forwards and backs it does his basics well but has a little bit of X factor and um, and also the one thing I will say that he has and this is where he leaves Fuck for dead is the speed. That outright speed that he has, the gas that he has, tail curtain gas. He, um that's his big that's his real, you know, ace in his pack as far as I'm concerned. Um that, that at both explosion and top end speed. Quite quite outstanding.
2: We talked about uh, the concerning nature of uh, the Highlanders, and uh, I think there is problems uh, down there um, on a regular basis in terms of just getting the right mix or the right cattle, I think, to survive in this competition as a front-runner. Uh, the Crusaders 38-21. to 21. Robert, what did you make of that performance? Uh, and Richie Moanga's 100th. Yeah, well,
1: it was a heck of a game, and to be fair, Moana Pacifica brought, brought more to the, to the match probably than the Crusaders. Sure, they pulled away, but see that, that's a different game. We've got, what, four minutes left in ten-point game, and the, the line of Pacific drop a ball cold with the line begging. It's a, potentially a three-point game with a few minutes left, and instead Willie Hines scores down the, the other end, and um, and, it, and it's, it blows out away. But It was a heck of a contest, and really physical. Uh, the Crusaders, I mean, look, they um, really, they've been very scratchy, I'd have to say, the last sort of three or four, since that Blues game, very scratchy, but you know, I suppose you could argue. Look, they're probably the only team in the competition that could uh, have 17 injuries and, and most of them key, to big name players. So lots of them all blacks, and, and still get to scratch through to the bye week with a five and two record. Look, they haven't been overly convincing, but they've always sort of had these patches and seasons where they haven't been great, and then they just they just know when to start building. So look, they've got plenty of bodies coming back in the next few weeks. Um, so yeah, look, it wouldn't surprise me if they can do their usual sort of start building and, and peaking ahead of that playoff run, which they're so good at doing. Um, yeah, they're going to have to sort a few things out. Their line-out's probably been their biggest issue. Um, not helped by Whitelock being out, of course. Um, but yeah, that's probably been very uncharacteristic for them. A lot, a lot of, I think they were ranked 10th um, in line-out actually heading into the week, so right down the bottom there. Um, Mauna Pacifica, uh, on the other hand, yeah, they were they were really good there, match. And I don't think a wins far away. Probably even this week and up here against the Reds.
2: Yeah, well, Brad Thorne, uh, Hamish has got uh, huge problems. In fact, not very often you hear a coach um, in rugby union, in particular, says, "Look, I've got, I've taken them as far as I can. I'm I'm not their man anymore." Mid-season.
0: Yeah, there's. <laughs> A bit to be said for the honesty there, isn't it? I mean, he cold hard reality is that he just, there's nothing more in the tank in terms of what he thinks he can do with them and and what he and what they're capable of. I know that you know one or two sort of key injuries, but nothing like what uh, the Crusaders have had to deal with. So I don't know. I, I kind of find it sad that um uh, you know I, I, I love the old days. Whether you remember these those magnificent sort of Queensland and New South Wales clashes with our Canterbury's and Auckland's and goodness knows what when the Paul McLean's and the Yellows and the, those big, you know, Tony Shaw and the Loose Fords and Paul Nelson and Pilecki and, oh, I don't you know, the Aussies it's, it's just it's just spread, spread a bit thin, isn't it? to In terms of being able to sort of get, the, get one or two powerhouse teams out of Australia. So yeah, he's sort of uh, waved the old flag, Brad, hasn't he?
2: He has, uh, he has indeed. Uh, Hamish Mackay, uh, great to catch up with you again. Robert uh, Van Royen down there in uh, Christchurch, always get to, great to hear your perspective too, Robert. Uh, thank you, gentlemen, so much for your participation on the Smitty. panel this morning.
0: Andrea, yes, it, Hamish. I was just wondering, wondering if I could ask Robert one, more, one question, if possible. Oh. McLeod, uh, 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 McLeod at second 5-8, Robert, am I, am I imagining that he's actually bloody good or, or, or you know, I just, I just, you know, sometimes you get a bit obsessed with the planet. I think this guy creates space. He can't, take, you know, he's going great. The, am I just getting a bit carried away, or is he, is he seriously good? <laughs>
1: oh I thought, well, he's, he's he's pretty damn handy. That's for sure. He's got those big long, yeah. big long arms, and he, he's quite good at freeing them up with yeah. the offloads. So, and I also, what yeah. I like about him those last couple of, not so much against Milano Pacific, but the two matches before yep. that where he started. I like the fact that he straightened the attack a lot, and that's been yes. lacking a bit lately. Yeah, he really straightened, and he's susceptibly yeah. quick. So, look, he certainly uh, t- t- took his chance there, but with Havili and Goodhue, Enoa the new all yeah. midfield options, yeah, we probably won't see a heck of a lot more of him this year, I dare say. Eh? Yeah,
0: which, which is kind of sad, because I just think he's only going to get better and better. Sorry, Smitty, they come coming with the extra one there, but I just thought, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's
2: that's cool, Hamish. Um, uh, I just love your innovation there and uh, the fact that you take an opportunity to dive on. I love that, mate. Uh, Hamish <laughs> McGuire Robert, Robert Van Royan, uh on the panel this morning. Cheers, folks. Uh, gents, have a, have a terrific day uh, and thanks for helping us out.